Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Pixelists, the channel about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. Oh, but real quick, as always, we're your hosts. I'm Will. That's Blake. Uh, and today we're trying something a little bit different. Um, Changing it up. Yeah, I don't know if we've we've landed on an, an official title. Not We don't even need an official title, but tentative title, Pixel Bits. We, this uh, is Pixel Bits. Yeah. See, I'm already just like getting in with it. Yeah, you know, just little little bits of things. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. essentially, you know what this is? You know, our podcast, if you follow us, which if you're on this video, I'm sure you do. We normally are talking about like specifically an episode of Critical Role or Worlds Beyond Number or a TV show, yada, yada, yada. We were like, you know, instead of, you know, necessitating a whole episode on a subject, what if we just got together once a week or whenever and just kind of talked about the different things we were enjoying, be it gaming, yeah. you know, entertainment, or even just like some interesting news roundup for that week. Um, yeah. 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 So, so this is all completely amorphous. Um, no real plan, but we were like, let's just let's try it out. So yeah, this yeah. is that little, little talk show action. Yeah, an unstructured, directionless talk show. Directionless sounds like <laughs> as, as maybe the wrong word. <laughs> but you with me? You get it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So our. Uh, it's our uh, maybe some th it's our it's our talk show to, to scoop up the things that we keep saying we need to talk about. Yeah. But we never actually um, talk about. So having said that, The Witcher season two. Oof. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't checked out season three, though, on that note. Did you even watch season two? Yeah, I watched. Season yeah, yeah. Two. Okay, I thought you did. I thought you did. Yeah. But, but I canceled. We canceled our Netflix. Mm -hmm. So um, I probably won't watch season three. I I'm going to watch it. I just, I don't know when, cause they are, they're busting it into two chunks. So like they released the first half and then they're releasing the next half. I think next month, probably to I just milk. do this, man. This drives yeah. me crazy. I think they're doing it to milk Henry Cavill since like, you know, yeah, it's, it's his last season. Um, yeah, so I so might wait many, until it's all out and then watch it. So how many episodes is this season? I, I don't know. I want to say it's like out. maybe 10. So it's like five and five in terms of the release, maybe four and four. So I think season yeah. one and two were like eight to 10 eps. Yeah. Oh, the remaining episodes will drop. will drop in July. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. I guess, I guess, I guess maybe it was June, July then. So they must've come out. In the end of June, and now the next half will come out, I guess, pretty soon in that case. And there's only eight episodes total. So five, and then the remaining three. Mm. Okay. Is this right? Yeah. I mean, you tell me. Yeah. Eight episodes that dropped in June, and then the remaining, sorry, five episodes that dropped in June, and the remaining three drop three days from now. Oh, okay. How about that? Well, I might be checking it out sooner than I thought. It's so weird how like shows like remember the days and this is not an uncommon thing, but like remember like tuning in on like Sunday nights for Lost or whatever show it yeah, was. Yeah, man. And then when Netflix became big and they would drop the entire season 
like at once and how like insane that was. Like it was such yeah. a culture shift of like you watch the whole season right now. Like I remember watching season one of House of Cards on Netflix and being like, I can oh, watch yeah. the whole thing. This is crazy. And now it's like this weird like shows still do the original thing, which is fine. But now there's this weird thing where shows they release part of it in bulk and then they release the other part later. It's just yeah. kind of a weird middle ground for me. Yeah. Like, I wonder if it's, and I'm sure it's not across the board, the same reason anytime it happens, but I wonder, you know, is it, is it for marketing purposes, like to, to draw it out and build the hype or is it like VFX work or whatever isn't done on the second half? So they're like, let's release this half now. You know, like, I wonder I have why. to think it's the former, yeah. right? I mean, so much today is like, deeply marketing i mean there's so much like around player numbers and engagement and show watchers like keeping them like involved in a brand and i have to imagine you know how like with apps like mobile games how they have like um monthly active users mau mm -hmm. like i have to assume there's some kind of acronym in the show space for um people engaging with your show uh I guess it's kind of like they have that in, sh in TV already. Um, what's it called? Like there's like a, it's called something for like people who watch a show every week. Oh, um, like the Nielsen? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm assuming there's something like that for like streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I have to assume it's for that, you know? Yeah. I, I would, I would, that would be my guess as well. And Netflix has always been real. They've never like revealed those numbers. They've always they'll always come out and say like when a show breaks the record. Right. You know, like Squid Game and I think <clears throat> I think Wednesday became like the new highest ever watched show on Netflix, which I watched the whole show. I enjoyed it, but it's just not. It's not as good as like it she, I think she got nominated for a freaking Emmy. No disrespect to uh, whatever her name is, <laughs> but like the show wasn't that good. Let's let's give her some real respect. I know. <laughs> Wednesday, I never saw what, it. Wednesday, what actress. Is her name? Let's give her some respect here. Uh, no, Jenny I like Ortega. Jen, okay. Jenna, Jenna or Ortega, excuse me. Yeah. Listen, for all the Jenna Ortega stands come, come at my throat. <laughs> I, I watched the whole show. I enjoyed the whole show. I thought she was great as Wednesday Adams. But does the show deserve to be Emmy nominated? I don't know. You know, that, that's all I'm know. saying. I never, I never saw it. I just know I was at like some kind of like social event this last weekend and someone like jumped in and was like, I finally watched Wednesday. And I was like, in my head, I thought like, Oh, it's interesting that that's what she opened with. Like, cause it was kind of like a group of people who didn't know each other super well. It's like, I finally watched Wednesday and I just thought, okay, this is, I wasn't really knocking it. I just thought yeah. I never saw it. So I don't, I guess for me, it'd be like, this is probably giving it way too much praise, but if I'd never seen game of Thrones and then like it's on season three and I'm with some people and I'm like, Hey, I finally watched season one of game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I think I would expect people to be like, bro. Yeah. Nice. So maybe I, I think that's maybe kind of where it was going, but I just, I just don't know much about the show. If it is worthy of that kind of, just slinging it out there. Yeah, I mean, like that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Line. You yeah, know, you're getting to know people for the first time. It's like, what do I say? What do I do? <laughs> you know, what do I do with my hands? You know, 
I just don't. Yeah. I just don't know if Wednesday's the first thing I mention. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a bold strategy, but you know, I guess depending on the makeup of all the people there, maybe it was maybe it was a good call. I don't know. Um, we do know like there's a lot of like criticisms around like the award shows in general. I don't know if the Emmys get the same thing, but I know like the Academy Awards. There's a lot of like conversations about it being basically like a joke, like yeah. pretty much. I don't even know what, what I would even say about it beyond that, but I don't yeah. know if that's the case for the Emmys too, but I do, I will say when someone's like, Oh, they got an Emmy. I'm kind of like, Meh, you know? Yeah. I definitely feel like it used to be a lot more prestigious, prestigious. than, uh, yeah. <clears throat> than it seems to be now. I mean, I mean, I don't know the inner workings of it, but at least generally it seems to be more of like a, I don't know. Like it, like it's not necessarily going to, the truly like best of the best. And it might be more political, not political in terms of like literal politics, but like yeah. political in terms of like, okay, this show, you know, needs to get one because it's, you know, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, but. I mean, like think about, uh, uh, dark night getting snubbed. Cause it was like, Oh, it's not cinema. It's a comic book adaptation. Yeah. And, you know, similar. I think it's a similar conversation for um, Marvel movies. Not, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't think Marvel in general is like the standard. But I think like Infinity War, Endgame, and then also some of the previous phase movies, um, Winter Soldier. Like, I think those are some really good movies. And I think yeah. I think you can, I think you can objectively say that without like bandwagoning on like you know, Marvel superheroes, whatever. Um, none of those films have ever won any awards. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is an amazing actor. He's never won any awards through it. Well, so, they, those films have won awards, but never like right. best like, actor, not, best picture. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. Thanks um, for the clarification. Well, and it, it kind of brings me to, uh, wasn't there like a, a, a director, like Martin Scorsese, who was just like, said something about like Marvel movies. Like, uh, it's not, those aren't like real movies or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm butchering yeah. it. I'm like, no, yeah, he I, did. I, I'm jumping into a conversation that I was not prepared to have. So I'm just like <laughs> pulling on like these very faint threads. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, there was something about that. And I just have you to be like my, <laughs> my fact checker. Who's like, uh, it's more like this. So no, yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like that's a big kind of debate in that, in that realm as well of like, you know, Scorsese and all these other, I think there's a couple other of those, like, you know, old time, like yeah, really influential directors that have said stuff like that. Um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> cinema is a, it's a, it's a ambiguous nebulous thing. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to segue into Tom Cruise. Cause I know you, <laughs> you're lying about Will texted me and said that Tom Cruise single-handedly saved cinema. Listen, from COVID. I, and I, I did was, say I that, was, but it's just taken out of context. This comment. Is it taken out of context? <laughs> because though? I don't is mean it. it if the way people hear that, they're going to assume what I mean. But all I meant is that I shouldn't have said cinema. I should have said theaters. Okay. I, I was just okay. saying that Top Gun Maverick, like, saved the movie theater experience. Because, like, it was post-pandemic. That, like, wasn't really a thing anymore. And Tom Cruise, like, kept delaying the movie and fighting for, like, no, like, I'm not putting this out until it can be, like, a proper theater release. And so a lot of people credit him for, like, saving cinema. But... Didn't, I shouldn't um, say the movie theater experience. Didn't, uh, what's his name? Um, 
oh, I can't think of his name. And he's like, oh, didn't Christopher Nolan push for the same thing for Tenet? I don't, I don't remember. I feel like that was more maybe like on the brink, like on the, like the more of the start of the pandemic when Tenet came out. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They actually. So yeah, Tenet came out in 2021, and um, Christopher Nolan wanted it to come out in theaters. He wanted it to be a theater experience. Which this is like peak Christopher Nolan. We know he, you know, he puts a lot of attention into um, like an Oppenheimer. I read that they actually detonated a a bomb for like the nuclear bomb shot in the film and um like full-on like coded everyone in uranium whatever (laughs) (laughs) but um like that's how serious he is about it um but i remember there was so much drama around the spec during covid he actually like left the studio that he had like her publisher that he had like worked with for for years Cause like they wanted to like stream something. I can't remember the details. Once again, I'm just pulling on threads here, but yeah. all I was trying to say was your comment about Tom Cruise. I was like, okay, yeah, I remember this actually being like a, a main thing for, for the movie people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but did he save the theaters? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I just, a lot of people credit him for that in the biz. So, I mean, I, I don't have any more okay. facts than that, but you know, We'll say Oppenheimer. Opp- wow, Oppenheimer just came out, and uh, I heard it's pretty good. You wait, you saw it? Oh, or I said heard- it just came out, and I heard it's pretty. Oh, good. you heard it's good. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I want to see Barbenheimer. I want to see both of yeah. them. I've but heard they're both good. Double feature. You know? Yeah, I feel I, like you would sell so many tickets for for how much like memory there's been about both these things. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people did do double features. Um, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, I don't That's know. If, I don't know if it was ever like an official thing you could do, like I, I like through I was the smart, theater. Other people had already done it, I guess. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I read some comments about Oppenheimer, and people were like, how they were talking about how they were like glued to their seats, and I didn't hear much criticism about the audio. You know, like Chris, like Peak <laughs> Nolan is, you can't hear, yeah, <laughs> like half the words being said. <laughs> My wife just saw Tenet. I've still never seen it, but she saw Tenet, and she said they put, turned on the subtitles, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Christopher Nolan right there." What'd she think of it? Um, she's. I don't think she really enjoyed it. Um, we didn't talk about it too much because again, I haven't seen it, so she was trying to describe it to me without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. But the, the person she was watching it with, it was someone's birthday party, and the guy who it was his birthday, he's the one who wanted to watch it, and um you could tell he was a big fan because he had apparently seen it like eight times or something. And so like, he was kind of sharing with them like, Oh yeah. Like this is like the coolest. Oh, I still haven't figured out this kind of thing, yeah. which I have no context for. But, um, I think there, I think she was interested, but then there came a point where she was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Which is not unlike inception for her, which I think she enjoyed because I enjoyed it so much, but I think otherwise she would have been like, what? Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, <clears throat> you need you need to see it. Um, it's it's I like it. It's a good movie. I love Christopher Nolan, but it's it's one of those movies where like you got to go to YouTube afterwards and watch yeah, like okay. a forty five minute YouTube video <laughs> about it 
Um, <clears throat> but bro, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. So I, I liked it. But it, yeah, it's definitely for like the casual viewer who's like not going to yeah. do that. It's yeah, I could definitely see like just checking out of it. What do you think Christopher Nolan like thinks about on like a day? Like what's his creative process? <laughs> I don't know, man, but like Memento <laughs> was crazy in that way. Yeah. You you mentioned Inception. Um, yeah. I mean, I love it though. I, uh, that's why I'm, I'm excited to see Oppenheimer whenever I actually get around to it. But yeah, I, think what's I don't really, know. What's really cool about him is his, he has like, I think this, um, like you, you put these movies on paper of like what they are and it's just like, what? Like he has such a gifting, I think for taking like this abstract thought and turning it into like trying to explain inception to someone who hasn't yeah. seen it would be bonkers. But the movie is so like just incredible. Um, you mentioned Memento, which is another great example. Um, Interstellar is one of my all time yeah. favorite movies. I need to watch it again. Um, he he just he's a great storyteller, man. Yeah, so hundred percent. And my favorite movie of his might just be The Prestige. Oh my gosh, I forgot he did The Prestige. So Dude, good. that movie is so good. Yeah, another one that I feel like my wife didn't appreciate. <laughs> she didn't like she The was, Prestige, huh? Yeah. Let's just let's just knock on her for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was disturbed that the brothers. Uh, sorry, spoilers, guys. Well, here's what I'll just say without spoiling anything, actually. Um, that someone was willing to cut off their fingers to keep the ruse going. Mm, yeah. She was like, that's sick. Like, and I was <laughs> like, that's the point. Like, that is like the obsession that, yeah, they, that's like the theme of the movie is the obsession, obsession for like the next thing or whatever. But anyway, great movie, though. Great movie. Yeah, I, I really want to see Oppenheimer. I really want to see Barbie because I've heard great things about that as well. Um, Dude, I think I'm just like too much of a boring person because I see so much like drama around Barbie and like just in general. And I'm just like, am I just a boring person? Like, I just don't follow any of this stuff. I'm just like, OK, cool. Yeah, the only the only drama I've seen is from like the ultra like yeah. alt right people that are like this down with men yeah yeah Yeah. um (laughs) which i haven't seen the movie but i'm pretty sure that's like hyperbolic and probably not like doesn't have any real meat to it at all yeah i just sorry i got distracted because i was looking i was curious who did uh oppenheimer's soundtrack because wasn't he a big hans zimmer guy for a few of his films like wasn't prestige and probably and interstellar all hans zimmer Probably. I don't like know for sure, but it wouldn't surprise me. I'll say me and Will don't really know our composers. Composers. <laughs> why can't I talk today? Our composers. Um, but we know Hans Zimmer because he did the soundtrack for Gladiator, which was like a very peak film in my childhood. Yes. So. Bro, Hans Zimmer did like everything. And you know who yeah. does a lot of stuff now in um, both film and television <clears throat> is um, Ludwig... Gorenson? He's the one who did Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, he is? Yeah. yeah okay. so, do you remember who that is? No, I only know the name because I just looked up who did Oppenheimer and his name was on there. So it's a funny coincidence. All right, about to do some deep cuts here. Do you okay. remember? So so Donald Glover, Childish yeah. Gambino. You remember yeah. that one song that was like, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the acoustic hotel version. 
Uh, no. I'm pretty sure this was you that really liked this song as well. The, I got that. The I got this money. I think song? so. Because that's a really awesome song. It was acoustic. Yeah, yeah. You, like and he was just in the hotel room, like sitting on yeah. the bed, and another guy was playing the guitar. Oh yeah, that's yes. Ludwig. Oh really? Him, yeah, him and uh, Donald Glover go like way back, and uh, and Ludwig's also the streamer, right? <laughs> Not the same, same Ludwig, but yes. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Different Ludwig. Oh okay, I gotcha. <laughs> okay, that's a crazy coincidence. Yeah, so like, uh, it's just cool that they kind of like both came up at the same time, and you know now, yeah, they're both like wow. at the top of their respective fields. Basically, I think whenever I think of a composer, I just envision like. An eighty-year-old dude. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it kind of throws me a little bit. Like one of um, these dudes. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing though people's crafts and like being able to like just create. And I mean, I, I so much really that interesting to say about it, but um, I just think it's wild. And I think it's also cool when you like discover connections of like, oh, it's that person, like people who. Yeah. Um, love the Jonas brothers who are just now finding out about John Bellion. Yeah. You know, which we love John Bellion. And then you sent over the uh, video from John Bellion's uh, cover from Switchfoot's Men to Live. Yeah. Um, which is just crazy to me, but I just, I love all these like micro connections and like people meeting these people for the first time, I guess. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. So, so cool. I was so surprised when that uh, John Bellion Switchfoot <laughs> collab yeah. materialized in front of me. I was like, wait, what? Um, okay. We, so yeah, this is what this show is. I, we've been talking <laughs> just for 20 minutes about random stuff. Uh, I will say that, uh, right before we started, you told me about, uh, Daryl Dixon, the walking dead. Yes. And, uh, yes. <laughs> bro, we got to talk about this. <laughs> do you, are you like, I, I have, I haven't watched the trailer yet. Um, I watched like the first 30 seconds of it before we started this, but I think, I mean, I think we've talked about the walking dead in passing amongst our yeah. various episodes. I mean, not that whoever's watching this has heard those segments before. So I guess I'll briefly share my thoughts. Um, I loved it to begin with, like the pilot yeah, episode right. of the walking dead, I think is one of the best pilot episodes I've ever seen. Um, season one. Fantastic. I don't even remember like where like I kind of started to think it went downhill, but first few seasons, fantastic. And then it just felt like it went on way too long. Um, I and I didn't keep when, up with it. Yeah. When Glenn died is when I stopped watching it, which I'm just going to throw that spoiler out. Cause it's been like a decade now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's when I stopped watching it. And I think like casually talking like anecdotally talking to people, I know that's when a lot of other people quit watching it, but, but, continue though what you're saying oh yeah but so i was just gonna say like i feel like one of the things that it did is is just went on way too long and yeah um it's it's over now but i know that there's like and i don't have the facts on this but i know there's like a maggie negan spinoff there's yeah. a, a rick michonne spinoff in the works mm. and now we have this daryl dixon show so i feel like i thought it already was going on too long and now they're like launching a hundred other shows. In addition right. to those, I just said there was already fear the walking dead, which was a spinoff. I don't know if that still exists. And I think there was another one too. I think there was. Yeah. I so, think there was a third one. Yeah. So anyway, I haven't seen the trailer. Daryl was one of like the best characters though. I know you have seen it. So I was just going to say like, are you, you ready to get back in or wh what do you think? So 
there's like a couple of like caveats to this. Um, my gut is yes. The caveats is I've always been a sucker for The Last of Us. It's like top five game of all time for me. Beautiful game. We 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 watched the season one together. We both really loved it. Um, I think now that's been a few months. I mean, I know me personally, not to like sidetrack, but I still my ranking would still put it as like a quality show mm-hmm. and a beautiful adaptation. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I'll come back to why I mentioned that in a second. Um second of all, um I I think as I've gotten old, I don't know why this is the case, but as I've gotten older, like my penchant for like gratuitous violence has like notably decreased. Yeah. Like where I feel like it didn't bother me when I was younger, but like watching the boys, for example, like some of the scenes, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like yeah, me too. literally got like obliterated. Um, and I, I just, I've kind of lost interest in that kind of content. So having said that, I know the walking dead is pretty graphic. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it'll appeal to me still. Um, and the reason I mentioned the last of us is, is if you watch the Daryl Dixon trailer, it feels very last of us esque. It almost feels like they saw the massive success. Like it almost feels like the showrunners, which if you could even call it that, I don't know who manages the brand now. Um, if it's like a singular person, like, um, I can't think of his name for, uh, Marvel or the guy. Thank you. Yes. Or the guy who does, um, the two guys who do, uh, star Wars, um, can't think of their name either. Um, Uh, so I don't know if it's not, it's not important. John Favreau and and, and the other guy. Oh, what is it? Yes. I know you're talking about, you hit the people that I was thinking of though. So I don't know if someone's like managing now, like the walking dead universe or what it is, but it almost feels like they were like, okay, we have um, Norman Reedus. <laughs> we want to use him. Yeah. What is his next story? And then they were watching The Last of Us on Sunday nights, and they were like, could we do this? <laughs> write it, this it down. Feels, write this down. It just feels too soon. It feels too close to it because, again, not, not spoiling anything, but in the trailer, what it seems to be is Norman Reedus, um, Daryl Dixon, is being asked to transport a child, a a young kid somewhere for the future revival of humanity for the, to save the world basically, which is basically the premise of the last of us. (laughs) (laughs) So the trailer I thought was good. I thought it looked good. I love Daryl Dixon. Um, So I can, I can maybe see myself watching it. I just, but I also just don't know. I don't yeah. know. So that was that was a whole lot for me to say. By the way, um, it's a it's like a young so. boy named Elliot. Yeah, <laughs> and he has to take across the country. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't watch. I only saw like the first bit of the trailer before we dove into this. But I saw he was in France, so I was like, how did, Yeah. How did he get there? Like, are I will planes say, working? Boats. Well, in the first like start of the, I don't know how the show ended. By the way, me neither. But, He's like adrift, so who knows how he got across the ocean. But I will say, I like the new setting. It from like a cinematography standpoint, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. It looks like a good show from like that standpoint. Um, I just don't know, and also, I don't know any other examples of like brands that released so much 
content side by side that all did well. The only one I can think of is really Marvel because their brand is already massive. So it's like, oh, I watched yeah. this show. I watched this show. But like The Walking Dead, I just, I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. It almost feels like, it feels like milking it, honestly. So. Yeah, I like know. I think this, and again, I don't know. The show might be amazing. But like if Walking Dead had ended after five seasons and then mm-hmm. they did this, like I think it would have been amazing. Yeah. But I mean, it's obviously one of the biggest shows probably of all time. The fact that they can even green light and afford to do all these million spinoffs. So, I mean, I guess the audience is there. Um, I think one of the problems is kind of like what happened with Resident Evil and that Resident Evil was this very like, like the first game was scary and the games have like over time. Actually, I haven't played it recently, so I don't even know how the most recent. Actually, Resident Evil 7, which I, we also didn't play. Is that the like, newest one? That's like two ago, where okay. you're like the first person point of view. It was kind of like a return to horror. Yeah. And kind of like the localized feel, because the games have become so like magnanimous, I guess, in terms of story. That's kind of how The Walking Dead feels for me right now, is like, you know, oh, Maggie and Negan are here because of a, a plot in Chicago that I'm just making up things, by the way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you kind of lose like your the thing that felt really good in seasons one and two, like being on Herschel's farm, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just so much smaller. Um, I don't know. No, yeah, I, I'm with you. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if any of y'all are planning on watching this or if any of y'all are like diehard Walking Dead fans that kept with it till the end. Like, if so, let us know what, uh, you, what if you think this is going to be good. I will, um, I will say one of their biggest pain points is I, I really do think they have truly great actors in their show. Yeah. And so I, I understand them being like, we have this talent. Like, what do we what do we do with it? Like Andrew Lincoln, Rick Grimes, mm-hmm. I feel like is universally loved. Yeah. And, yeah. and rightfully so, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Negan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned Norman Reedus, like they have some, um, and then the, the person who plays, uh, 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 Maggie, um, I don't know her name. Um, let's see the walking dead. Uh, Lauren Cohen. Mm. So like you have these people who are amazing actors. So like I get them being like, where do we utilize them? Yeah. But, um, and then Michonne, obviously, I mean, she's in, uh, um, Marvel as well. Um, I can't think of her name. Denai Guerrera or something like that. I think. Yeah. Um, and I have to spell Michonne. You get, you get it. It doesn't matter, but so, yeah, I don't know. I guess let us know <laughs> so well i have um, another <clears throat> go, ahead. Oh, go ahead i was gonna say i have another topic that i wanted to ask you about uh yeah well let me slide this in real quick it's not about okay. walking dead but you kind of segued nicely with your gratuitous violence yeah. comment um i feel the same way <clears throat> but if it's good if it's good, it's good I'm, I'm, violence. I'm there for it and speaking of invincible season two freaking finally is about to come yeah. out and i think you, I you watch season one right yeah okay so uh that definitely has some violence in it but i am i am definitely going to be watching that and i'm excited for it um 
It's been like three years since season one. Um, yeah. Did you see the trailer for season two? I did. I have not seen. They like surprise dropped like a, a little prequel. I don't know if prequel's the right word, but it's like, I don't think it's episode one of season two, but they surprise dropped an episode that's all about the character Adam Eve. I have not watched oh, that yet. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It looks like the release date is November 3rd, 2023. Um. I don't know why I added the 2023. <laughs> yeah, November 3rd, so a few months out. Um yeah, it it that's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um but still for me I'm kind of like like the scene in the there's a scene where someone's being held as they like crash through a train and like yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, dude, like anyway, it's it's it it, it brings me back to the boys, which by the way, the boys spin-off got announced or got the trailer dropped for that gen five. Have you seen that trailer? Mm-mm. Is it live action or animated? Yeah. Uh, mm. No live action. Yeah. So that one got uh, released, I think today. Um, it looks to be, it looks good, but also extremely violent. What's it about? <laughs> so, Is it like a prequel or like a side story? Or? I don't know where it falls in the timeline. Cause I didn't watch the latest season of the boys. Um, but uh, it's essentially like think Charles Xavier school for the talented and gifted. Yeah. It's like people showing up at this school that is like supposed to like harness and like whatever, but like the school is secretly evil is kind of the twist on it. Um, okay. And it follows a young woman who uh, is like the new enrollee and kind of like her experience at the school, I guess. So okay. looks good, but also very violent. So yeah. And I don't know if this is fair because let me just let me throw this out there that I like the boys. I haven't seen season three partially for the reason we're talking about where I was just like, I don't really know if I just want to watch like this ultra violent, like really dark and depressing show, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference to where I'm like, oh, I'm all in for Invincible season two is I feel like there's like a reason for the violence in Invincible. And there is like re- there's like they show the other side of the coin. Like there is like the virtuous like the people that are trying to do good in the world. And like, you know, I, I don't know, like in the boys, there are good guys, but like, I don't know. Everyone kind of sucks in the boys. Yeah. Like, There's no <laughs> one to really like root for and feel good about. Um, so I, I don't know if that's kind of why I'm, I guess being hyper, hyper, uh, what's the yeah. word I'm looking for? Hypocritical. I don't, like, yeah. I don't know if I'm being hypocritical, but if I am, maybe that's kind of where the distinction is for me. Yeah, um, the reason I liked The Boys was just, like, I just like any show that goes against the grain of, like, what everyone else is doing. Like, Marvel was big for forever, and then it was like, okay, what if we took the Marvel concept, but they're all, like, corrupt and evil? Yeah. Like, what, what, and also just the your pure fact of, like, you know, there's never any, like, collateral damage in Marvel movies to an yeah. extent, right? I, I know it was a big premise for... um uh winter soldier or civil war excuse me um but like yeah ever average everyday citizens getting like obliterated like in the on the side um but yeah no and invincible is also really good too because um it just has a freaking all-star cast of like people that i individually really like yes Um, and you you saw the trailer right yeah yeah how Which are there is, even that many characters? Yeah. All the names that were popping up. I was like, what is happening? And then one of the guys who's uh, the big D and D'er, um, but was also in um um oh my gosh, The Walking Dead. Uh 
I can't think of his name, but he's in Invincible season two. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Big D and Deer. He was on. He was a guest star on Critical Role. This uh, campaign? No. Uh, a previous campaign. Hang on, I'm gonna figure it out for you. But uh, Jillian Jacobs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons. Um, who's the main character's name? Uh, uh, Stephen Yun from Walking Dead. Yes. Yes, and he was also in this amazing uh, short as well. Um, it was on YouTube. It was like a 15-minute short that was also really good. Um, I gotta um, see they got post. Peter Cullen this season, the voice of Optimus Prime, like one of the most iconic voice actors there is. That's cool. I'm trying to think of who you're talking about with the D&D guy. I'm sure I probably like noticed it because I, like, I watched the trailer. Yeah, I'm looking. Was it, it Joe Manginello or whatever? Carrie Payton. Oh, Carrie Payton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Found it. Also so. a legend. Also in Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. All these I think I said that, right? I said D&D oh, you, and also You probably Dead. did. I was uh, yeah. <clears throat> lost. Yeah. So yeah, Carrie Payton. Um, yeah. There's a... Uh, Seth Rogen is in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He plays... Uh, uh, I think Alan is his name. I've actually yeah. read some of the... It's not called manga because it's not Japanese, but the the graphic novel um yeah but only like the start of it um which is also really good uh which i guess there's a lot of walking dead coverage here because they're both created by robert kirkman invincible and walking dead um so i wouldn't be surprised if we kept seeing more crossover wow but the walking dead is over right the graphic novel yeah and uh, invincible is as well ah okay i'm pretty sure don't don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure Tell you what, this guy hit the jackpot, right? Yeah. Both of his graphic novels becoming like major, like for Invincible to get picked up by Amazon and turn into like such a mega hit. Like yeah. this dude must be rolling in it. Yeah, man. I feel like Amazon could could be on the cusp. I mean, I guess we're beyond the cusp now, but like in adult animation with Invincible, Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen it, but there is a boys animated show too. So I don't yeah. know if that's like done well or not, but I'm assuming that obviously is adult oriented as well. So, and they got other live action shows, um, Ring of Power. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that we really joke. soured on Ring of Power. Like we kind of were like okay with it when we were watching it, and then, I think, but just ever since, it's it's because it's because having seen The Last of Us, it was like okay. HBO really did this show extremely well. Yeah, and I think for Amazon, uh. Rings of Power was is it Ring of Power or Rings of Power? Rings. Rings of Power. Because they make like the multiple ones, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think in hindsight, it was just so average. Yeah, it was. And if they hadn't spent so much money, like that was the other thing, was I was like, you guys spent so much wasn't it like the most money in history on yeah. a show? I don't know if it like still is, but yeah, at the time it was the highest ever. And can you think of a single episode where you were like, here's where the budget went? Like the there, there are no in, insane battle scenes. I mean, I'm yeah, just, I'm just trying really. to think about, like, how did Peter Jackson make such a visually epic show, movie, excuse me, and do it, I'm sure, like, I mean, I know at the time, I'm sure it cost, like, bukus, yeah. but presumably a fraction of what this show cost. Right. Um, so I yeah. don't know. It, it kind of throws me a, a little bit. This is like a whole nother conversation that we don't need to get into, but I think it does speak to like 
Oh, and there's like a there's a certain word here that would really articulate what I'm saying, but I don't know what that is, so I'm gonna ramble, explain. But it's like limitations really enhance creativity. Like, you know, if you have if I wrote you a blank check to make mm-hmm. a movie and I said go, you're probably gonna make a better movie with like here's instead ten million dollars. And so you had to be like real like you really had to think about it and had to be real creative with how you spent that money because you had a limit. So I wonder if the fact that they did have so much money was almost like a, a hindrance rather than a benefit, you know? I, But also like, you know, they never brought in Peter Jackson, like even like as a consultant on this show. And I just think like, I, I don't know what Peter Jackson's doing these days, but I'm just thinking like <laughs> the Lord of the Rings gets talked about like my wife and I were just talking about this the other day because we we quoted something from one of the movies and we were out we were driving and I was like, it's been like 20 years, and like people still talk about this trilogy as like peak cinema. Like this guy did something right. And, and they so still hold to, up too. Oh, they do. Yeah. Like uh, obviously in terms of quality, but like in terms of like the visuals, like in you know, for being such a high fantasy movie, yeah. like yeah. you don't watch it and you're like, oh man, the effects were so bad. Yeah. No, like still well, completely holds up. Oh, I remember I remember why we talked about it. Uh we were at church on Sunday and the pastor in his like in his sermon talked about uh oh my gosh, I almost said Bilbo, uh um Frodo. And I was like, I was telling my wife, I was like, this is clearly still such a cultural phenomenon that someone is using it for a church thing. But here's my point though, is Rings of Power comes out, why would you not bring in the guy? Like you, have, it's the most expensive show ever made, and you're yeah. not going to bring in a guy who. Well, maybe they tried. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Nah. It beats me. So, all right. But yeah, yeah. hopefully season two is better. Like I, we're still going to watch season two. Maybe there were all that being. I don't know why I'm like being copium with with Rings of Power right now. I agree with everything you just said, and it was mediocre. But there were high notes. There were high notes yes. and yes, I'm hoping season two is better. All right. Sorry. Yes. Also, there were, there were, you wanted to say something like 20 minutes ago before I said my small invincible thing. Do you remember oh. what that was? Oh, I wanted, I just wanted to change subjects was all. Okay. So I, I wanted to talk also about underperforming, um, mediocre things. I wanted to talk about Diablo four. I was going to say my Jujutsu Kaisen videos. <laughs> No. Did, did you end up deleting those or are they still on there well what's sad is I, I didn't delete them um and for anyone being like why would you delete them is i was i was thinking about making a new channel called like the pixelous anime or something and putting them on there um just to see if because if we're like so i, I don't want to get into the weeds on youtube stuff for you guys because you probably don't care but you have like a niche on YouTube. Ours is, you know, nerdy D and D stuff. So I like have not been able to find my target audience with those Jujutsu Kaisen videos. And, uh, they take me a very long time. So I was considering like, what if I deleted them, made a brand new channel and tried them there. Um, I didn't do that, but I woke up today and I had an email, um, that my episode one breakdown got taken down for copyright. So that was just like the 15th gut punch in a row of gut punch which is gut punches with these videos. So like, I don't know, man, I don't even know if I should keep doing them. <laughs> oh my gosh. So here's what I'll say is if you're 
Jujutsu Kaisen breakdowns are very good. Will's the master of breakdowns. I think what really like kicked off our channel was the Legends of Ox Machina breakdowns that were really good. Um, so you're you're great at breakdowns. I've never seen this anime, and I thought the breakdowns were awesome. It is interesting though, because it does feel like and people on YouTube talk about this, like how you get pigeonholed into a niche, like you have to like embrace the niche, which is really difficult if you want to do other stuff. It makes it very challenging. Um I know, uh, and there's, we've even seen like content people who are mega large who've quit YouTube. Um, I think PewDiePie had like a similar conversation uh, recently with his kid being born was like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm finally free of like the YouTube grind. Uh, and there's another guy, I can't think of his name, but he has a ton of like 10 million followers and he does a week, weekly update video. And he was like, I'm finally quitting. Like I'm, I'm done. I want to be free of this. Hmm. Um, point being though, is there is like, a rule set to using YouTube. And I think it's interesting because, you know, my man will here spends like 20, 30 hours on a piece of content. More like then, 60. Yeah. I mean a lot. <laughs> and then it's like, well, maybe if we were like a full anime channel, it would do really, really well. Um, but because we talk about like a lot of different things, I don't know, I guess, I guess at the end of the day, like we're not trying to game the algorithm. Like we're just sharing stuff that's fun for us, even yeah. if it's not very smart YouTube wise. But it is a bummer when you put in that much work and you want to share it with people. And I think like you had pointed out, the you can for you guys that don't do YouTube, you can look and see like where your content's getting promoted and like who it's getting shown to and who's like clicking on it and like the other kinds of videos that those people watch. And from what I understand, the Jujutsu Kaisen videos are getting shown to people who don't even really watch anime. Yeah, it's like they're not going to be interested in the video anyway, and so that can just be very discouraging when you spend so much time on on content. Yeah, for sure. So, so I, I didn't want I didn't mean to sideswipe your entire conversation there, but yeah, I hadn't I forgot I hadn't told you that yet. So yeah, I I, I sat down <laughs> to start on episode three, um, and then I saw that, and I was like, man, should I? Like, it's hard to to waste yeah. that much time. So yeah, I've been sitting here wondering today if I should keep doing it or not. Um, I'd say, but, you know, just, yeah. you know, uh, with everyone else listening, I guess they may disagree. <laughs> They'd be like, you're an idiot. Um, I think it's, you know, it's obviously one of two things you do it or you don't. Duh. But, um, you know, we've had some content in the past where it's taken a lot of time where it's been like, you know what, this isn't really worth the time anymore. We're not going to do it. Yeah. But then on the flip side, like our original, like pixelist podcast, like content, you know, was getting like 10 views or whatever. And, you know, it's like a decent channel now. I don't think it's like mega successful, but it's, it's a decent channel. Cause we just were like, we really like this and we want to do it even if no one's watching it. So I'd say for you, if you're like, yeah, I, even if no one watches this, this is really fun. I'm going to do this then keep doing it. But otherwise, yeah, maybe that's 60 hours. <laughs> maybe you take a nap or something in there. Yeah. Or yeah. Divert it elsewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. That that's something I'm definitely gonna be thinking about um over the near future. But um uh, what were you what were you originally diving into there before I sidetracked um, I think it was Diablo. Um, yeah. Um disappointing mediocre IPs. Um I gotta talk about Diablo because when Diablo was coming out, I had kind of told myself I'm going to make this my game, which I don't know. I don't know if, if you guys are gamers, if you guys play games, but like, I feel like for me, like I have games that are like 
the game I keep coming back to, like which World of Warcraft has been that for me for like literally years. Yeah. For Will, I know you really have enjoyed Hearthstone. Like we have these games we we play, and even if we like depart from them for a season, we seem to to come back to them. Yeah. And so I was kind of thinking like Diablo 2 was my original game. Like this is the perfect time to commit to a new game. And um, I'm kind of just sad, man, because Diablo 4 season one, uh, just being so before, I feel like whenever we talk about Blizzard, there's people who come on our channel who are like, you guys are idiots. (laughs) Just don't play it. Like, let me just say this. I I adore, I have an amazing Blizzard experiences growing up. Um, but I'm just going to objectively say it. I think Diablo four is in a really bad place. I think season one is objectively bad. I think the developers are, um, creatively blank on like what they want to do with the game. And I'm genuinely disappointed with where it seems like the game's going. Um, so all very big things for me to say, but I was like, when you and I, we've been talking a while about like, should we do like a weekly talk show or something? I just kept thinking like, I, I got to talk about Diablo at some point today. Yeah. Um, but have you played the season, the new season at all? Or I haven't just because I haven't had a desire to. I'm the only right. like I would play. The, I would play if like we were all going to play together like we did when it first came out. Like that excites me. But just to like sit there and play by myself and start a new character. Like I just don't have a desire to, especially Mm-hmm. with like that patch that came out and uh i'm not i'm not like writing off the game altogether um because mm-hmm. it seems like kind of like with diablo 3 like maybe eventually we'll get to a really good spot but right i don't know i just have no like excitement to play it right now it's kind of boring like i had the whole weekend to play like i told my wife that season one was coming out and so it was friday night and she was like hey aren't you gonna play diablo and i was like no, I don't think I really like my wife's giving me a pass to like, <laughs> you go play Diablo, right? I'm just like, I really don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say the season's very boring. And I feel like seasonal models, like POE does this really well. Seasonal models lend itself to risk taking and like breaking the game, so to speak, for the sake of fun, just to see what happens. Right. Um, and I'd say that ingredient is really missing. It almost feels like, well, we have to do seasons because the seasonal model is really great for like making money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, which I don't even, so I know malignant hearts, which are, they're essentially like a gym, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like what, it, like, like with path of exile, there's always like a whole, like a whole new exciting thing to like go explore and play. But for me, I was like, okay, well, this is just another item that I'm going to have to min max with. That's going to take up space in my stash tab. But then it's the exact same game. Like there's nothing to look forward to, to be like, Oh, I can't wait to like run into some Brandis and like, you know, you know, or like check out the labyrinth. Um, There was nothing like new. Yeah. So I had no desire to, I was like, why would I just replay this? Um, and yeah. I know with a, a new season would mean a new character, but I, I'm not going to lie. It definitely also was compounded by the fact that my class, which was already the worst, <laughs> got made worse. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll play Sorcerer, <laughs> which on my, I did a video on like all the classes ranked and Sorcerer is like there's Rogue at the top. That's like God mode, which it's so funny because everyone got, if you haven't been following Diablo, they released a patch right before the season that basically nerfed everything. And it was so badly received that they did a dev live stream this past Friday where they said, 
it was awful and we're never going to do this again because it was so badly received. It's like, why um, did you do it then? Yeah, it was so stupid. But anyway, so like Rogue's at the top after these nerfs, um, then Druid and Necro, and then there's a massive gap, and then there's Barb, and then an even massive gap below that. <laughs> like, we're talking like exponential differences between Rogue and Sorcerer. Um, Sorcerer is awful like really in a bad play uh, i'm i'm over i'm probably over explaining or over um because those people playing at max level as a sorcerer but i just think compared to a rogue yeah it's it's night and day gameplay differences which by the way i noticed one of the top streamers was like what the patch is fine he only plays rogue that's his class is it and Budijo our, or whatever yeah yes <laughs> and then our friend our friend also only plays rogue and he was like, I thought the was fine. And I think Will was like, oh, that's funny coming from a rogue player. Yeah. You know? So I know as a person who played Barb, I was like, wow, I have no interest playing this class. Like they gutted the class entirely. Um, so. Yeah. Definitely and I, no. and I, I know this is like a conversation we've had before. Um, and it's not even like this is this is an obvious thing to say, but just Blizzard isn't the Blizzard we grew up with, you know, and right. I think like, I don't know, like with the release of Diablo, which was the first Blizzard game you and I like really fell in love with. Like, there's just all these reasons to get really excited about it. But I think it just, you know, we keep getting shown that this is not the same Blizzard that we grew up with. So I don't know, you know, like I'm not uh, hopefully they can still get D4 to like a great place. Um but I think just, you know, mm -hmm. I, th I think they will. I, from what I've seen from the dev streams, like I, I think they're very willing to learn and improve the game. It's just a shame that we have to go through like so many iterations and, and honestly, like a little bit of rose colored glasses, like POE wasn't fully different in that POE also had some really bad leagues and some real big pain points early on. But I will say um poe felt a lot more compelling from a gameplay loop perspective like i remember getting on poe and creating a marauder which is for you guys who haven't played it, it's kind of like the barbarian of poe and realizing that i could do a bow build like doing lightning arrow on my yeah. marauder like that was so it's like you create your class to whatever you want it to be um and frankly, a lot of like the updates to the game have always gotten me extremely excited where I've been like, whoa, we're going to be able to do what? Like the latest um, update on the passive skill tree, which again, not to like get too in the weeds here, but PoE gets memed about their massive skill tree, which is just insanely large. Well, the latest update is um, portal nodes on the skill tree, where when you allocate oh. that node you can now start allocating on the opposite end of the tree, opposite side. Oh, cool. Which again, I'm like, that is so cool. Like yeah. what is, that's really interesting. I want to try that out. Nothing like that happened with season one for Diablo. Like, like you said, the malignant hearts, it was like, I right, more stuff for me to carry. And then also having played, I'm like level 30 um, in the season. And I'm not any higher because I've just been kind of bored. But like the hearts that I've slotted in, I honestly haven't even noticed them. Or thought much about them so yeah it just feels like they they do the bare minimum because they know they can you know like there's no there's no incentive for them to like really push boundaries and like do cool mm -hmm. stuff because they're gonna make the money anyway so like and i feel like that's again is just like a cultural blizzard's not the same anymore um i think a good comparison will be path of exile too 
because I know you were comparing it to like when Poe first started and maybe like, you know, they had some lackluster leagues, but I don't think it's a fair comparison in that respect because Poe was like, what, how many, it was like indie when it first started, right? Like, just like some random folks. This is Blizzard who has all the, like they have all of D3 to like pull from both like in terms of code and from like ideas and stuff. And like, they still just, well, and I'll say a lot of what saved Diablo three was ripped from POE. Like, yeah. For you guys who didn't play PoE, the rifting system in Diablo 3, that is from Path of Exile. Path of Exile came up with that first uh, with their map system. And so um, also like, you know, this maybe is unfair, but like PoE is like their skills change as you ch- slot in different gems. And now in Diablo 4, it's like, yeah, as you put more skill points, it changes how the skill looks, which is m- oddly enough missing. It feels like I've never really noticed it, but... Um, I will say that Diablo Blizzard in general seems like they're very good at just picking up innovation in other games and putting it in their own. Whereas, you know, grinding your games, it feels like they do have more um, intuitive things that are that they're doing. Yeah. So, so by the way, uh, ExileCon is this weekend. So oh, gonna, so yeah, it'd be more released, right? Yeah, more announced. Two full days of Poe Two. Um, and they have massive gameplay blocks. Like I think there's like a two or three hour gameplay block that they're going to be doing with like people commenting, which is Ooh. awesome. Do you think they're going to be like an announcement for the release date? I think so. Yeah. I, I wonder, so. like, I wonder like what, like, could it be this year or do you think it's like, we're still like a couple years away or I don't think we're a couple years away. I think we're probably a year away like would be my 2024 guess. sometime. Yeah, I would say summer 2024 would be my guess. I think I think they might even do a beta. If you remember, they did a beta for their 10-act um, release. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, so they could do a beta. But I would, I would expect about a year from now um, at the most. I'd be shocked if it was any sooner, but it could be cool. I mean, I think they probably, if I'm them, I'm noticing the momentum of people disappointed with Diablo. Like, yeah. what a perfect marketing time to be like, here you go. Yeah. They're like, it's an out, it's out this weekend. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, anything else on, nope. on that can of worms? Um, one thing I also wanted to touch on is, uh, did you see the trailer for the chapter two of Candela? No, I didn't. I know you texted me that, um, Lou Wilson and Brennan Lee Mulligan are in it. Oh, did I say Lou? Yeah, did, was it not? Yeah, I didn't mean to say Lou. I meant to say Luis. Oh, oh, you might have said Luis. Maybe I misread. I think I always think of, in fact, after you texted it, I thought, man, Brennan and Lou are like a tandem. <laughs> <laughs> They're always together. Patched at the hip. Um, oh, that's really cool. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can pull did this Did they up. finish the first chapter? So the... The first chapter ends this Thursday. This will be okay. the third and last episode with that first group. Um, Five hour premiere. What are you reading for chapter two? Yeah. Oh, dang. I didn't, I didn't see that. Um, but so, yeah, it's um, Brennan, Luis, Travis, Marisha, and I cannot find Zara? it. Zara? Yeah, so one other, a new woman that I was not familiar with, and then there's a new DM as well that I was not familiar with. Um, 
Who's the DM? It's it's uh it's somebody new. Uh, oh, okay. I think their name. Why can I not find this? Here we go. Oh yeah, and they're gonna do it in theaters like they've done with uh some of their other like the Mighty Nine um reunion and yeah, okay. some of their other stuff that they've done. Spencer Stark. There we go. Yeah, thank you. Um what a what a DM name. Right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with Spencer or uh um Zera. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um but yeah, yeah. excited to uh to check that out. Um yeah, interesting. Chapter okay. chapter one is I mean, obviously the the third and final episode has not aired yet. Um but it's been pretty fun, Candela Obscura. Um so Marisha tweeted something about and I'm paraphrasing, um this that chapter two, um, the one she's in, is gonna be like some stuff they've never done on the channel before. So oh. uh it's a bold claim. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of what that means, what that looks like. If it's like way, does that mean it's like way more horrors or way darker, uh, you know, like, uh, cause we've, we've seen the illuminated worlds, which is the system it uses. So like, yeah. and it's still Candela Obscura. So like, I'm trying to parse like what, what is brand new to the channel. And I feel like it must be like the content of the story. So, um, does it still have Talison as like the lighthouse keeper i, th- I or think something? so they didn't really comment okay. on that i don't think but i would imagine so i imagine that's always going to be like his role and thus far okay. which could could change with episode three that hasn't aired yet but he hasn't like actually appeared in stream like during the episode he kind of is like a yeah. a meta narrator almost um yeah okay okay but yeah so that was a pretty fun announcement and uh they just had their their Comic-Con Comic-Con was this pack uh, San Diego Comic-Con was this past weekend and critical role had a couple panels there, um, which they, I wasn't there, obviously uh, they haven't uploaded it to YouTube yet, but I'm hoping they will. Cause I'm really excited to see like what they talked about there. Robbie Damon was the, uh, was the, the, the MC, <laughs> the, yeah. like the, yeah. the person yeah, that it. like ran the event for them. So, but that was fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, cool stuff. Um, so for the rest of the channel, for you guys listening, we do have our um, latest episode of Critical Role. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Have you seen it? I uh, I've it was it was it was a five hour one. Um, so oh, I watched yeah. like so the first make... four live okay. and I haven't gone back to finish the last hour yet. So I'll make a little dent in it today. Um, and then we need a have you watched Worlds Beyond yet? Not yet. Have you? Uh, about half of it. I've seen or listened to. So, okay. So we'll have some more D and D comment, comment content coming <laughs> up. Um, anything else? Um, no, not really. I guess just, you know, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know. Like if I don't know like what to expect from this, you know, like, I yeah. don't know if anybody's made it this far, but if you have, and you kind of liked this more off the cuff kind of random amalgamation discussion, um, please let us know. I mean, as of right now, I think we plan on doing this, even if it, yeah. you know, if, even if nobody watches it, but like if nobody watches it ever, maybe we'll stop. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, especially like if you that. liked it, you know, let us yeah. know. Um, yeah. I have a feeling maybe this might do 
better on our podcast, which I'm sure you guys know, we call it the Pixelist Podcast, but we are in fact on podcast platforms. So shout out to all our listeners over there. Um, but yeah, I, I forgot my train of thought, but I guess let us know if you liked this and, you know, maybe we'll, we don't have plans to do it like a set time, but we were thinking roughly weekly. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have, there's like one thing I feel like I'm trying to make my way to saying, but I'd lost it. So I do not know my friend. Yeah. Um, Ooh. yeah. Alrighty. I guess that does it, fam. I guess that does it. See you later. Bye, y'all.